0: From Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast.
1: It's the week of November 8th, 2013. Oh, it's Cameron. oh my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what has
1: happened? Cameron. This, this is the relevant is podcast. Is this a weird
3: recording, Chad? Are
2: you playing <laughs> a joke on us? Holla
1: <laughs> Cameron.
3: What's up, Camtastic? I'm,
1: uh, I'm Cameron Strang, and I am, um, I'm back today uh, from my sabbatical, but I'm not back from my sabbatical. I'll explain. Uh, here with me in our Orlando studios.
4: <laughs> this is an episode full of intrigue and mystery.
3: There's so much going on.
1: There's a lot happening. Uh, when are you going to explain the beard, Cameron? The very lovely Eddie Koffeltz. Hey, what's up? Nice over, to see you, Over Cam? there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer and interim host, Chad Michaels. Namely. It feels really good to be back in this seat over here. <laughs> Just Now that's the last thing you see. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, <laughs> Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And from our Nashville studio... Tyler Huckabee.
5: Oh. Hey, guys.
1: So so let me explain. Uh, I've been gone. Uh, for, for, for listeners who have started listening in the last few weeks, I, I've worked here for a while. My name's Cameron. Um, <laughs> now, I, what do a, you do here? I've been... Uh, not much anymore. <laughs> for the last couple months, I've been on a sabbatical uh, dealing with some really crappy life stuff, and it is hard. And I am not back, but today, something so stupendous is happening on this show. I, I had to be here for it. No, no Shave November, right? And yeah, kicking and I, it off, yeah, naturally. Yeah, no,
3: nothing to do
1: with that. <laughs> <laughs> you still shave in November, right? I I've been, I, I can't do a neck beard. He shaves his face, but not his neck. <laughs> no.
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> he just leaves. Like, it's just kind of a yeah, strange.
4: No, last my I sh- no shave November was just a neck thing. Yeah. yeah. Right no, about no neck shave, shave
1: It gets chilly. You I have, need I have the, my
4: beard scarf. <laughs> people look at me weird at the grocery store. I'm like, dude, it's for cancer awareness. So just back off his neck. And by the
3: way, who's not aware of cancer at this point? Do we still have to keep oh. doing cancer awareness? That's, <laughs> part, that's part of my bit. Shouldn't
1: it really be about mustache awareness? I mean, that's really more. Naturally. Yes. It's got yeah. more yeah. Of a We're aware. Yeah. Yeah. Mustache November. We know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Let's find a cure. So so coming up later in the show, uh, we have a massive podcast announcement. Whew. It's so big, me- I had to come back for it. Okay. So that's... So that's is it. somebody's birthday? <laughs> It's bigger than all of our birthdays combined. Oh, my God. That's,
3: not, That's not true. That's, That's actually just not. impossible.
5: If you've ever done a Tyler Huckabee birthday, you know that there's no podcast announcement to rival it
1: that's true and so no I, 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 we, we aren't gonna elude we aren't gonna not talk even. about it it's just gonna okay. happen okay. We're not it's bringing, just gonna
3: happen out of nowhere we're not bringing it's back that Rambo thing that I'm told not to talk about it's not It's
4: not candy talk we retired that idea. no that's right. done I think done. too
3: it's not we don't have
0: DC talk on the show it's bigger than it's that it's bigger than all of everything that, combined, that we've built up the last like three months that Cameron's been gone
5: in short listeners just remain sitting through this entire yeah Entirety of his Yeah, life.
4: if you're behind the wheel of a car listening, I suggest you just pull over now. Pull, pull over. over right now, because you're going to go careening into traffic in <laughs> in a hysteria in, in mere minutes.
1: So yeah, it's a big <laughs> deal. I'm very excited, but I wanted also, you know, like um, while I was here with y'all. And, and and I have not listened to one word that you've recorded while thank, I was gone. Thank God. I'm actually a little glad though. <laughs> like cuz for everybody else it's entertainment. I will sleep well tonight.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, but I was in truth though. Like for everyone in the world it's entertainment, but for you this is like you, you, to disconnect, I think you have to disconnect fully yeah, from the I really of the...
1: did fully disconnect Good. and and I'm I'm starting to slowly Reengage some. Yeah. Like I'm around for a few hours in a day. I'm, I'm I'm reengaging a little bit. I'm at yeah. a, I'm a shifting in seasons. But the podcast. Every time I go on a trip. Every time Chad knows. If it's way better without me, I don't want to know. And if it's way worse without me, I don't want to know. I'd say we fall somewhere in the middle of both of those. Yeah, I'd say mostly the <laughs> latter. It's,
2: yeah, it's I w- like... it, it
4: was considerably worse. It, it was, is still.
3: It's definitely was, stranger. Yeah, it's still considered a podcast. Did you so
4: hear that still... <laughs> we lost our own sort of Better Call Saul spinoff podcast that didn't go so hot called Candy Talk? Yeah, yeah. just a bunch of guys talking about candy.
1: <laughs> Did you know that? Here's the deal. <laughs> I I also wasn't following the Realm Podcast Twitter because I didn't want to know, you know, but the Candy Talk thing made its way over to my personal account. Okay. People are going, "Um, the wheels have fallen off. Are you sure you want to stay away? And I'm like, and so I actually, I saw Chad that week. I was like, hey, Chad, what's catching wind about this... uh, candy talk thing yeah, yeah. so hey how about this yeah. you know in show business they say less is more and go out on a high note why don't we apply that principle with this candy talk i had a, idea? I had a lot of explaining well and we're doing
3: a lot of work with uh jesse and i bringing that to relevant tv to make that a weekly one hour yeah
4: hour. i mean we've kind of shifted our focus to invest a lot more relevance time and money
3: into because <laughs> into <those. candy laughs> we're coming up so
4: so i want to just i just want to Set your mind at ease there, yeah. because <laughs>
3: we're coming up on Christmas. There's a lot happening there. Yeah, Valentine's Day is right on the corner. Yeah, yeah. We're in kinda- I said I
4: got a lot of leftover Halloween stuff. I've been looking to you know craft a bit about. So right. yeah, it's uh, I, I'm I'm expensing a lot of candy. Yeah. Uh, it's irrelevant right now. I hope that's okay. So in short, I we- got the green light from Chad on that one. Yeah. In
2: short, <laughs> Thanks, we've
3: pretty Jesse. much
1: sunk this ship, so good to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the real podcast, the, the the real podcast, the one that actually like pays our power bill and stuff, uh, this week is brought to you by our old friends, the ones that have given me sight today. Oh. WarbyParker.com. Jeez. Oh. War- Warby Parker offers a great and easy way to buy prescription sun- sunglasses and glasses online. Uh, They have a great selection of Fashion Forward frames that start out at only $95, including the prescription lenses. You can do a home try-on program where you pick out five frames and they send them to you for free. You try them on, pick them out, order the ones you like. And for every frame that you buy, every pair you buy, they donate a pair to somebody in need. It's an amazing company, amazing frames. I wear them. I'm a customer. I'm a fan. Check them out. If you order glasses now, uh, type in the promo code RELEVANT during your final checkout and you'll get uh, free shipping on your order. Warby Parker. Let's see. So we have the, the big thing happening later. Right. And then we also have, you know, another guest joining us later. Huge, huge... Guest joining us, ellie Goulding Ooh. is on the show oh, today. Man. Huge fan.
3: I mean, this show. I'm telling you, I came yeah. back for a reason. <clears throat> Not to be confused with Elliot Gould, <laughs> no. who is a character actor best known for his roles in Mash.
4: He's actually big surprise, also on the show today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Gould and Ellie Goulding.
4: And basically, there was an email confusion. I emailed the wrong guy, the wrong publicist. Yeah, too awkward to tell him we didn't want him. So. And they're actually on the podcast at the same time today. It's going to be really good. Ellie Gold and Elliot Gold. Very very gracious. A uh, 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 two uh, two person sit down inside the actual studio type of thing.
5: It's yes. weird.
3: They're going to interview each other and we're just going to see what happens. <laughs> So.
5: And neither of them has ever heard of the others, so it'll be especially
4: interesting to <laughs> Yeah,
3: It's a half hour of figuring out why so, in the world. Somehow
4: I accidentally wheeled in Abe bagoda into this thing, too. <laughs> oh,
3: Abe bagoda classic.
4: So <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite the same. Stay tuned.
1: Amazing. So Elliot Gould will so be on. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but up first, your entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, November 12th. Uh, Andrew Bird is releasing a new EP called I Want to See Pulaski at Night. It's the only time to see it. Apparently. Pulaski. hard to get there, though. That's uh, the problem. De- Dead Mouse 5. <laughs> or Dead Mouse. It's I think
4: it's pronounced Dead Moo 5.
1: <laughs> Dead Moose 5. It's coming out with uh, We Are Friends Volume 2. Was there a Volume 1? I don't remember Volume 1. Okay. If there Apparently is not a Volume friends, 1, I am going to boycott. You
5: those. guys don't have Volume 1? Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, it's so good.
5: Oh, it was a masterpiece.
1: And the Royal Royal. I like those guys. Yeah, me too. I Royal like Royal. Coming out uh, with The Return of the King. It's a Jesus that, reference. That came out a few years ago, didn't it? Remember that three hour movie?
2: <laughs> it's
3: Lord of the Rings, buddy. And Elliot Gould coming out with live at the Fox's den coming up soon. And Elliot- once
4: again, we apologize for that email thread where all of them got roped in, but it's happening guys.
3: I could have written a hundred things that we would talk about this morning. Just guessed. <laughs> Elliot Gould would have
1: not made the top hundred. <laughs> would have made the top thousand. There, there would have Gould- been a Abe <laughs> reference on my comeback episode. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Movies coming out on Friday, November 15th. Um, uh, N- Nebraska with Bruce Dern and Will Forte mm. Nebraska I like Will Forte he's weird it's a, mm-hmm. it's a great state also coming out Charlie Countryman uh, starring Shia LaBeouf and Evan Rachel Wood I'm surprised after Transformers Shia LaBeouf still is employable he was yeah, so bad he was horrible <laughs> so bad he's in, moved, he's <laughs> moved in, to in all movies. three of them you're saying he was horrible what, what show was he in? Boy Meets World. What was it? It was something. No, no, even Stevens. Even, even Stevens. Stevens. Even Stevens. That was actually a really funny show. It was show. a great show.
5: I laughed, I laughed at Even Stevens. Yeah. I bet that one holds up.
3: I doubt it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what show I wonder if it holds up is Give Me a Break. Do you guys remember that show? With not, Nell, with Nell Carter? The yeah, I was just song. thinking about that show today. I wonder if it's still funny. I doubt it. I'm what about to Perfect Stranger? We'll see the we'll see remember, has- the,
4: remember the tanning bed episode where they <laughs> fell asleep in one before their high school reunion? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes! <laughs> Cousin Maddie! That was such a good episode.
1: You know what he does now? <laughs> um, uh,
3: gosh, please don't tell me.
1: No, the Balky guy? Yeah. yeah he has it. a show on the DIY network uh, where he renovates a house his house mm-hmm. he bought a house in the farmland of Pennsylvania he quote unquote chose to leave hollywood and uh, <laughs> bought a house in Pennsylvania and the show is him renovating the house like each room of the house building are, quite- are
4: you sure are you sure the ho- it's not just his house that's falling into more gradual disrepair <laughs> since the end of perfect strangers <laughs>
1: I don't know how he makes any money. I mean, except he's trying to be like an interior designer now. It's kind of actually, it's kind of
0: brilliant. I mean, he just gets the show to underwrite the the,
1: the cost of fixing up his own house. But but then, you know, they have another show, Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Vanilla Ice is a a renovation show. I mean, they ran out of ideas for Vanilla Ice, so they made him go Amish. So right now they're airing vanilla ice goes Amish. Is there
3: any part of what you're saying that's true? I yes, all of to. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great
1: show. I watched very real. That is attitude. so messed up. Vanilla is he ice.
4: renovating an Amish home?
1: Yeah. Well, he's no he's what? renovating a home in Amish country with Amish people using Amish methods. Mm-hmm. But he's teaching them how to like we rap. Have, we have reached the end of television. <laughs> That's it. Balky's or the
5: deteriorating beginnings.
1: house building. Bartakamoose.
5: Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Arrow is still on. We're not at the end of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anything, we're at the beginning.
1: Yeah. With the, but the point of this, the '80s thing, do they hold up? If you go and dig into the deep of in Amazon Instant Prime, mm-hmm. it yes, was, yes, they uh, have a lot of the '80s yeah. shows. I was like, oh, Alf. I loved Alf, yeah. and I did an Alf marathon the other. I mean, during my sabbatical, God bless <laughs> like you. Like a binge
4: Alf watch.
5: It's really
1: happening for you. Is gr- your sabbatical <laughs> sounds
5: great. No wonder you're back. <laughs> Time of spiritual uh, yes, renewal. Yes, this will
3: be the beginning of my sabbatical, because I'm going to take a month and watch ALF. It <laughs> is awful. Yeah. It's a so, so,
4: so you set in your mind to watch an ALF marathon, or you were just like, <laughs> I just want to see if one episode holds up. But either way, you start to watch, you realize it was no, terrible, you so, just kept calling. It was,
1: it was the latter. It was like, oh, ALF, how neat. Let me find an episode. That I'll watch it. Like, and it's got to get better. It was so bad. <laughs> yes. Because, well, I started with the pilot. I started with the first episode, the season are one, and they're bad. always bad, right? Yeah. So yeah. I kept watching, thinking, when did it get to the point that young Cameron loved this show? I never found that point.
4: <laughs> Eight seasons later.
1: After you've Wait, been was that for, the finale? For, when did it get good? You've been,
4: you've been up for 96 straight hours. <laughs> and it never got good. It never it got was, good. I'm,
5: not, I'm wondering if this one, isn't going to turn around? I could Maybe. have
4: sworn back in the day, I cried during an episode of Major Dad. I don't know which episode, but I have to watch them all. Major
3: Dad. Oh, hey, that was the guy that married Delta Burke, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. It, 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 was, it
4: was the hilarious sitcom about military uh, emotionally distant military followers. Delta
1: Burke <laughs> went to UCF and was Miss Orlando. Shut up. What Delta in Burke. the world? She was, she was the only celebrity from Orlando and Jed Clampett. Uh-huh. Jed Clampett was from Orlando. <laughs> this is a crazy sit. Right? I mean, crazy. <laughs> Those are our two claims fame. And now uh, well, we have... Uh, we have Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp, right? Oh, it's, yeah. it's
4: the Beverly Hills of, of Central Florida.
2: Pa- At Patricia some point,
4: Heaton. NSYNC was...
1: Based it's in Orlando. does that not count? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Joy yeah. That's what count. I'm saying. Prior to the mid 90s, our okay. claims to fame were Delta Burke and Jed Clampett. Oh, dear. so that's tough, yeah. <laughs> so, so okay, 80s, 90s sitcoms. Uh, we know Say by the Bell holds up, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Uh, I it shows it with a, you know the, what the finale that made me cry, Jesse. You mentioned crying, yeah. The finale made me cry, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. The House is Empty. Oh, that's fine. I remember Bill
4: Smith, like, it's, the house is he, empty. he, like, Takes a deep breath, right? And kind of looks around. Oh my
1: gosh. And he walks off the stage to an oh, empty that's house. Right. And I'm just like, Bruh! yeah. And then Man. and then Carlton was upstairs in the bathroom and ran down the stairs with his pants down because everybody had left the house and had left had left, forgot about him. Yeah. And and then the comic relief broke the crying and it was wonderful. And it holds up. That it does. Because I also watched that on my spatical. <laughs>
4: <laughs> have you have you got, have you delved into wings
1: yet? Oh, wings. <laughs> wings. I want a big wings guy.
4: That show. I hated that. Wait, mm-hmm. wait! You said you weren't a big wings. Was
1: guy. not. Was not. I, I
4: must have misheard you. Yeah, I thought you said you said you weren't a big wings guy. I thought, yeah, because I thought, I thought there were just big wings guys. I didn't think there was any other type of guy. Yeah, what
3: he said because you're on Skype and you can't hear it all. It's it's it was the best show ever made. <laughs> <laughs> so just I don't want you to yeah. that,
4: that little Nantucket airport. So much comedy, so much drama.
3: How much junk do you have in your head? That is amazing. The Nantucket wow. Airport. Wow. How do you know Things that? Things got really personal there. Really how you did nothing nothing useful. The nothing amount of random really. junk you have in it your mind. That, <laughs> that, this is getting
4: a little harsh.
1: Jesse sorry. was a last key kid and was raised <laughs> by television.
4: Oh. I was I was raised by the USA Today network. The USA network. Oh, USA.
3: <laughs> the USA Today network is even better. <laughs> it's all just really easy to understand graphs.
4: Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of infographic and, and Stories of the Life <laughs> section.
1: Why is it that sitcoms from the 60s hold up better than sitcoms from the 80s? Because last night, I found myself watching an Andy Griffith marathon. Yeah, it holds up. It totally holds yeah. up because it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I
3: think because we're far enough away from that culture that it seems like we're watching a whole different world. The 80s still makes us a little like, we're, it, we're too close. It's too but, soon. But,
1: but Andy Griffith was like, I mean, the camera's on the street and it's just like even how it's shot and the stories were complex and the characters were complex. A- a- 80s,
4: and, like, the comedy of Don Knox holds up too. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the
1: 80s, they locked it into one, you know, three cameras set on a on one room, uh, your Nan, Nan, Nantucket Airport, you know, or, yeah. or ALF, it's the living room or right. the kitchen. And, yeah. and like, and like it's just so sterile. Everything was it, so bad.
4: They were basically bad stage productions
1: they that, were that happened to be filmed, yeah. filmed true. with three cameras. That's true. Yeah. The it took live, television
4: a little while to realize they could break out of that mold. Well,
1: because like back in the 50s and 60s, they did the live studio audience thing because of radio, I guess. Mm-hmm. That got grandfathered in. And then when... The television art form progressed, they took it out of, you know, like Andy Griffith and Dick Van Dyke and stuff like that didn't feel like, you know, live studio audience feel. And then Mm -hmm. I guess they did that for a couple of 20 years and then they went back to it in the 80s. I don't know. It's really strange. I'm gra- we're in a heyday right now of television. Yeah, like and I, I Whitney think- and oh, man. Two Broke Girls, man, we're just killing <laughs> yeah. it. that junk is the worst. When you
4: look at, it, I think that's why Arrested Development took a while to catch on, but is, has has had legs, is because stylistically it's so. Di- I mean, they have set pieces, but it's also filmed like single camera, like a like a movie. You know.
1: Have you seen Will Arnett's new show, The Millers? It yeah, makes how he, how it he makes he you realize, okay, because who, who doesn't love Will Arnett? Right. Not um, only sure. on Arrested Development, sure. on his Thirty Rock cameos. That Eating show up he did up all night. Was up bad. all night was a great show. Yeah. So like he's great. He, this show is so bad it makes him unbearable. Uh.
4: But to be fair, is it on
1: CBS? Yeah, it's laugh track, live studio audience. Are there, any, are
4: there any CBS shows where you're like, I can't wait to watch that show? The, the, the King of Queens was the last funny CBS sitcom. Yes.
1: And yet I never watched it when it was on CBS. I only oh, yeah. watched it in syndication. Oh, yeah.
4: True, in the same way. But it does hold up, even the early stuff, which is probably like 10 or 15 years old now.
1: Right. Yeah, I was watching last night. I also caught the Seinfeld finale, which is just as bad after 30 viewings. Yeah, but, super weird. but I was going to tweet about how bad it was again and still. And and wikipedia real quick to get my years right. The Seinfeld finale was in 1998, 15 years wow. ago. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe that? We'll talk
3: about it at the end of the show, but it was like the question of the week was like what album still holds up From after 10, 10 years, years ago. And my first thought was an album that was 20 years old. And I was like, what is happening to yeah. our life? Yeah. So fast,
1: we are all careening and barreling quickly toward death. Death
5: <laughs>
4: is the only
1: inevitability
4: in this
5: life. Wow. Death, <laughs> it's a
1: train that's off the rails, it's <laughs> uh,
4: it's coming more quickly than the wings finale. And
1: that was the big <laughs> announcement. It's like the Coors Light bullet train of death. Yeah, much like the this podcast, podcast is your
4: one element,
5: your one bright spot, and route to a lonely, yep. and penniless death.
1: May this podcast be your soundtrack and your headphones as you live your life. All right. Every day, one day closer to death.
3: Slices! And, that, and, that's, what, and that's what Cameron came back to tell yeah. us. Well,
0: guys,
4: it's been that's close. it.
1: I've been doing a lot of thinking on my spiritual <laughs> folks. That the big announcement. And bet- really...
4: Between ALF marathons, I had some time to think. And and it's a lonely, dark world.
3: It is a lonely, dark We're world. We're all sinking in the quicksand. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Parker <laughs> only
4: allows you to see your fate more clearly. Oh, oh no. <laughs> if, if there's one thing that I realized watching all those episodes of Alf back to back is yeah. <laughs> we're all dying slow deaths.
1: All right. Well, we have a packed show, so we got to keep this thing rolling. Um, stay tuned. Up next, Slices.
0: Portions of this week's podcast are brought to you by One Life. One Life is challenging relevant podcast listeners to provide composition notebooks to 150,000 orphan school children in 200 schools in Zimbabwe. 65% of Zimbabwe's children have lost one or both parents to HIV AIDS. The children can't afford paper for school and often write their lessons in the dirt. One notebook costs 50 cents and includes a True Love Waits and a gospel message. To learn how you can get involved, head over to this week's podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Don't have time
2: to we we're
1: You're listening to Band of Skulls. I had them at my Halloween party. They played. It was the live band. I get jokes. Yeah. Uh, The song is Asleep at the Wheel. Asleep at the Wheel as your vehicle careens (laughs) toward your inevitable demise. (laughs) That's the the subtitle of it.
4: That could literally be any date now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) People, you're asleep at the wheel of your life, and your life is ending faster than you know it. And Wake up. And awake
5: at the wheel. Everybody
2: hurts <laughs> sometimes. And I'm so old, Eddie.
1: <laughs> At the beginning of the podcast, you heard satellite stories, which if you visit Kennedy Space Center, you can see live in person. You're really bringing it. <laughs> the song is campfire. <laughs> Probably
5: been the one thing I've missed the most.
4: <laughs> is it space reference, space center references? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, it's time for slices. What do you have? Jesse.
4: All right. Well, do any of you guys have a neighbor that goes ahead and like sets up Christmas decorations way too early?
1: Like now?
0: It's called Costco. I <laughs> yeah. Mean, everybody yeah. does. Yeah.
4: Yes. Most stores. Well, well now you can, you, you know how the nations of Colombia, Brazil, and Guyana feel. Uh, because the, the new president of Venezuela, well, relatively new president, uh, Nicolas Madero, has announced this week that Christmas has come early to the nation of Venezuela and will be lasting from now up until uh, – through December. It's now a two-month celebration there. Um, and he did this right after he uh, named someone brand new to the, the presidential cabinet, the deputy minister of supreme happiness – and the whole idea is that he wanted to declare the arrival of Christmas because he wanted happiness for everyone in the country. So he went ahead and decorated the like the, their version of the White House with a nativity scene. He went ahead and, and and decided that the Socialist Christmas Fair 2013 should take place. And he's giving workers two thirds of their Christmas uh, bonuses early this year. And he claims his motivation is that he just wants everyone to have happiness in his country. But his critics are saying it could just have to do with that there's an election the first oh, week of December. Boom! Um, but he's such a powerful dude that he could just go ahead and declare Christmas a month and a half early. I was talking with Tyler uh, briefly about this beforehand. I'd be all for it if that happened here. Really? Well, a month and a half long Christmas wait, celebration. What does I don't that? Know.
3: What does that mean, though? Like, how do you celebrate Christmas for a month and a half? Because when you really think about it, like the Christmas stuff you do, or that I do, is like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Like, what does it actually mean? It you, like, get,
4: you give what? presents every day for a month and a half, Eddie. Oh,
3: wow! <laughs> that I'm into. Them? I could be down with that. More parties. <laughs> You're yeah. in my language. I like giving and receiving
1: gifts.
4: Christmas parties every day of the week.
1: Is that your love language? No, not my primary love uh, language. I don't know what it means. Like love language. I mean, like I. Is it is it is it the is it the one you like to do to right, show like, others love, like or, like or that that means the most to you? you right, receive. like we'll do
3: a callback. Your love language is clearly quality time. When you don't get quality time with someone else, you feel not loved and cared for. When I don't get, uh, when I don't words get, of affirmation, when I don't get words of affirmation, when somebody <laughs> never says good job, I f- I feel defeated. Yet all someone has to do is say, "Hey, nice job today!" On you know not wrecking the podcast and it'll be like oh my gosh I'm going to cry I feel so loved sorry I haven't said that in a while it's been a rough sabbatical Um, so
4: (laughs) (laughs) in all this time we've just been giving you gifts Eddie
3: right like (laughs) physical displays of affection I really really appreciate we've totally
4: misread your love language so all those hugs
5: did nothing
3: no nothing and the Waterford crystals and all that kind of stuff they're hanging and I appreciate it I wasn't
4: enjoying the hugs either so I'm glad to know that we can put those
3: to rest I misread
4: everyone's love language i always assume it's physical affection
3: it you would (laughs) because (laughs) you would but (laughs) so can you have more than one though you can you can there's usually one that's kind of primary in the way you receive love and the way you receive like when uh, the way to think of it is there's there's it's the way that really lights you up if somebody does a scissors physical touch acts of service okay that's Brian. like so acts of service is like like last you night you doing the dishes well yeah yeah or it's even more a not like the stuff that's generally like okay this is what we do it's like above and beyond stuff so like last night i prepped for breakfast and she noticed that i prepped
4: <laughs> what what does what breakfast prep what you into? have like an <laughs> omelet <laughs>
3: bar yeah. we like do a left full a pile of eggs on the counter the children like a full continental <laughs> breakfast
4: so I, I, I just <laughs> went ahead and left the, the raw eggs and bacon out all it's night.
3: homemade danishes <laughs> and so no the girls really like this kind of oatmeal this like who cares? I mean, who literally is going to care? But they like this oatmeal, and it takes a little while to make. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, what kind of oatmeal though, is it? Shut up, you guys. <laughs> Save it for oatmeal talk. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh,
4: this is super interesting about the oatmeal. Quaker
1: talk. Uh, oh, even funnier. Uh, like Quaker that. talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, you should read that book. Well, you know, I, I have time on my hands. Great. So, there you go. I will, I will after, get you that After book. I finish... The last Alf. season of ALF.
2: Yeah,
4: I'm, I'm I pretty will. busy wrapping up this ALF thing, yeah. but I'll try to get it. To. And ALF is actually the
3: sixth love language, so you may be <laughs> furry, right in the zone. Furry touch?
4: In the, new, in the new edition of the book, yes, you are correct.
3: <laughs> okay. I think it's, oh. it, it's very
4: specific. <laughs>
1: The, the unrated edition
3: of Five <laughs> Love
4: Languages. The <laughs> updated unrated edition gets extremely,
1: very
3: specific and graphic.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, what do you have, Tyler? Oh my
5: gosh! Uh, well, I have this. Is this story probably appealed to me mostly because because uh, this sounds like a great uh, this is this is one of those things that Make a Wish does. Make a Wish is uh, obviously they they help kids who have a uh, who have diseases. They find what those kids want, and then they do everything in their power to make it happen. Uh, and usually, it's like a they'll. They'll meet some sort of celebrity, or they'll, maybe they'll go to a, to a pro football game or something like that. But, but they're kind of going above and beyond on this particular one. There's a five-year-old uh, boy named Miles who lives in San Francisco, and, uh, and he, he very, very sadly has leukemia. And, and when Make-A-Wish asked him what he wanted, he said he wanted to be Batman for a day. And we've even seen things like this where they get to meet Batman. They'll have some sort of actor come in in a Batman costume. It's pretty easy to do. Uh, but being Batman takes a little more work. But San Francisco is up to the challenge. And they're actually going to, for one day, this upcoming weekend, uh, they're going to be transforming their entire city into Gotham City for five-year-old Miles. What? They're, they're going to uh, – there's going, there's going to be a news report early in the morning about a crime that's taking place in San Francisco and that they, and they need Batman to come solve it. They're going to give Miles his costume, and the Batmobile is going to pull up, and he's going to spend the whole day tracking down clues with uh, along with police and some volunteers from the community, and uh, they 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 expect they're going to have perhaps thousands of volunteers to help pull this whole thing off. They're they're going to be recording it, so we'll be able to see what happens, and it's going to be I think it's going to be the biggest Make a Wish, the most involved Make a Wish that's uh, that's happened so far and, and it's the day's going to wrap up with him hopefully hopefully if miles is up to the task he's going to he's going to beat back crime and save the city and the mayor is going to give him a, a key to the city as a way of saying thank you for his help because miles knows how to make a wish wow as Let's opposed ho- to like me or you know i probably just would have asked for like i don't know to meet the a, rock a, a toy fire truck or something like that yeah. He, he actually gets to be a superhero for a whole day, and he's getting all of San Francisco to help him out. That's a huge undertaking. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty
4: cool.
3: Well, let's hope he doesn't listen to the podcast, though.
5: Well, yeah, because it is a secret. Evidently, he doesn't know about this. So but it's like everywhere.
1: It's, like, it's on the news, right? Like well, they're, Five they're, year olds don't watch they just have the miles news.
5: Lockdown right now. He's in his back cave.
1: As long as it doesn't make it onto Yo Gabba Gabba, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got a,
5: he's got a costume. All he knows is that he's got the costume right now, he doesn't know about the rest
3: of it. Wow, that's,
1: that's really awesome. That's kind of neat. Really, that's super cool. And it I it like is that. really cool.
3: Good I, for people. I'm sure. Yeah. See, <laughs> we don't we don't do it. In a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Humanity can be light. <laughs> what do you have, Eddie? All right. So Katy Perry uh, has a new album out, right? We've heard is it of, at the slice? Have we? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, you've you've heard this? Yes. Entertainment releases. Yeah. Very exciting. So Katy Perry has an album, and uh, has anybody listened to any part of it? Nope all right I,
4: i've i've heard that i've heard the single
3: okay and she was on snl and she was on snl so uh apparently Katy perry's new album has uh been declared a biohazard by australia and what? i know i know Wait, the physical album <laughs> itself yes, or the, like actual, the music the actual album has oh. been considered biohazard by yeah i don't think just the idea of her music <laughs> just, just
4: just the, like, the sonic tones are, are are so offensive right once it's you it's hit an
3: emotional hazard once you hit play on And then whatever song is popular, you just throw up. Um, So no, it's so it's been declared a biohazard by Australia. I don't want to bring this up uh, because, you know, we have some Australian listeners, which is always very cool.
1: So they, here- they get the podcast, like, four months later, so it's fine. <laughs> and so, uh, so the new
3: album is it called... It comes over on a boat.
1: <laughs> With the print magazine. <laughs> we do. We send it over. We, we burn a- it on vinyl. Or we press it on vinyl for them. <laughs> they just there, there's of- a
4: bunch of floppy disks. Like, one episode takes, like... Fifty-seven floppy (laughs) disk.
3: So, to our Australian listeners, Katy Perry's album came out three (laughs) or four months ago, and it was, as you know, because you've read the news, it was declared a biohazard. So, here's the thing: the deluxe version of Katy Perry's new album, Prism, Prism, (laughs) Prism, Prism, contains seed paper which fans are encouraged to plant to spread the light. Seeds or plant material of international origin uh, may be a weed not present in Australia or the host plant pathogen is a biosecurity concern. So basically what has happened is that this plant contains seeds of plants that are not native to Australia. And so what they're afraid of is kids are going to start planting these albums all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> <Katy> <laughs> right. The teenagers are going to start planting Katy Perry CD covers or whatever it is.
4: And, and the resulting plants will, will overtake the, the un, unprepared ecosystem there.
3: So uh, that's just a warning to our Australian listeners. If you receive the Katy Perry album, uh, please do not plant it, even though you're able to. It will, it will destroy
1: your nation. Uh, it is an
4: act of terrorism to plant that CD.
1: Alright. Well, on that note, we'll wrap Slices. On stay that, tuned. On that note. <laughs> no. Hey. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, Ellie Goulding, and Elliot Gould, and uh, <laughs> and Ava Gardner. Wait, what? Huh? Who's that? Why did I throw in Ava Gardner? I don't know. Who, Ava Pagoda. Ava Pagoda. Sorry. Which
4: I'm not even positive he's still alive. Well, we're about to find out because <laughs> he's a guest on our podcast. <laughs>
1: You're listening to. Uh, I'm going to go with Polisa. Polisa, the song is Smug. It, it, okay, so but the confusion here, folks, is 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 the C. It's P O L I C A, but the C has that little tail on the bottom of the C.
4: Like Pierre Garçon.
1: So it's so it's There you go. I don't know. Good song though. Good choice. Ellie Goulding is an English pop singer and songwriter. Her debut album, Lights, broke out. And this year, she released her new album, uh, Halcyon, which is amazing. Uh, we saw her at uh, Lala this yeah. summer. And she had a huge crowd. Huge crowd. She's been touring the world. She's in the uh, current issue of Relevant. Um, fantastic interview. Our very own Tyler Huckabee spoke to her. Here is Ellie Goulding.
5: been reading a few interviews that you've done about all this and you talk a little bit about being in a in a different place or or this is a sort of a different side of you what do you think people are going to see or 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 maybe learn about who you are from this album that they wouldn't have gotten before
6: i i am capable of writing happy songs (laughs) (laughs) um and i don't know i think like People most people know that I I um have a real affinity for electronic music and um, most people know like I collaborated with a lot of different electronic producers and I think that I think that my love of pop music has really come through on this second batch of songs really.
5: Almost everybody talks about how you're like the the folk pop star, or you're a pop star who sings folk songs, or a folk singer who sings pop songs. Is that something you set out to be to try to bridge this gap between these two genres?
6: Imagine I was like, yes, 100%. Um, no, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing. I just, I just. <laughs> I try to. I try to make music that I love. I, try, I like. It's very hard for me to explain. Like when I when I write songs, it's very hard for me to put my finger on why i wrote what i did like why i wrote lyric or why i used that melody or why i used like piano instead of guitar i don't know like i just make decisions and um i i guess i end up with songs that are a result of all the things i've ever listened to that i tried to sort of put in everything i do and I've never tried to be, like, specifically a pop singer. I've never tried to specifically be a folk singer. So um, i I've such, such a love for folk and pop music and electronic music. And I guess I just I decided that I wasn't going to put a, a sort of rule book on the kind of music that I made, I guess.
2: Well, it's just us. You show me what it feels like to be lonely. Show me what it feels like to be lost I'll take your hand for you to let it go Let it go, let it go, let it go It's gonna be...
5: You've said in some interviews that, that Halcyon Days was something of a of a breakup album, and and now you're moving on. Are are you finding new places for inspiration that don't have to do with heartbreak?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I guess that like, being on this tour um, has been like an eye opener. I've experienced different sort of feelings, and and I haven't like I haven't been with someone to sort of have that kind of. Um, like to make me write those kind of songs. So I, I've just been with friends and just been um, watching Bruno's shows and watching with absolute admiration and um, visiting different places. And also, I read books and stuff, and I'm always getting, I mean, at the moment, I haven't even had time to like turn a single page of my book, but um, yeah, I, I try to find these days inspiration in different things.
2: My bones will bleach my flesh. So hell my life bless frame to be
5: What do you think is people's most common misconception about you, or what's one thing about you you wish that people would understand?
6: Um, I, I suppose going back to like the whether I'm an introspective sort of thoughtful mm-hmm. uh, pop soul or whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I guess depending on what music people have heard, I don't. I don't know how people. I think I guess people judge me from having listened to different types of songs and. I'm definitely not a. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Des- I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as a pop star exactly. Um, that's not. I feel like that's what I get described as quite a lot. Mm. Um, and there's definitely a lot of pop stars that I as. I class as pop stars that I'm not very similar to. And I started off writing everything on guitar. And I. I don't know. I. I, I guess that's something that people don't necessarily realise that I was long before I was making records, I was, I was just playing my guitar um, and singing for years and years.
5: When you write this stuff, for the most part, are you just trying to get things off your chest? Or do you ever put like a, like a message in your, like, do you ever think like my fans need to hear this or my people listening to my music need to hear this message? Or is it mostly just whatever comes out of your, uh, whatever comes out of your brain?
6: Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Um, I, I don't know. I like, I like the idea of getting something off my chest. I like, um, I like the idea that I've got these, I'm sort of feeling certain things that I don't want to express in any other way. Like I know people take to like Twitter and whatever to, to express themselves <laughs> these days, it's like the new thing. But um, I like the idea that I can express it in a in my own way and in a unique kind of way. And and I like the idea of, of um, being able to explain something so that other people can relate to it and feel better about their own situation. Um, and, yeah, like, I do, I do really like the idea of making people feel better. Um, it's as cheesy as that sounds. I, if someone can listen to my songs and, and feel better about what's happening in their life, then it makes me feel good.
1: That was Ellie Goulding. Check her out on Twitter at Ellie Goulding or EllieGoulding.com.
2: Oh, if the gospel is Jesus, then you can call me Judas because I've turned my Lord in a million times for some pieces of silver. To watch I went to lust for I know aren't mine. But
1: still for me. you're listening to DL Rossi isn't that a liqueur <laughs> I think you're thinking of DL Hughley. Uh,
4: oh well, you're you, thinking you, of DL Hugley, yeah he's now on the NFL network now it's kind of weird
1: All right. So this is the moment that we were talking about. The big moment, the big reveal, the reason why I came in today, the reason why I came—I put on hiatus, my hiatus from life. I thought you were going to say the reason you put on clothes and walked out of the house. Yeah. You (laughs) broke your elf binge. The reason why I'm not wearing pajama pants at this very moment is for what we're about to tell you. Um, On the Skype line from Nashville... The newest member of the podcast crew, what a featured top? player <laughs> on the relevant podcast, John Knotts, Mr. John Acup. Oh,
7: yeah. hey, uh, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of people that were expecting Michael
3: W. Smith, <laughs> <laughs> or, or
4: Smitty, as I call him.
3: Yeah, I call him Mike Smith.
1: <laughs> Mike
4: Smith. We, we may have led people to believe that, but this is a pleasant surprise.
1: Um, so yeah, I this is exciting for us, John. We've had obviously long, long time listeners, you've you've been on over the years we've always had fun and and we always thought like man i wish we could do more fun stuff together but you just happen to have a job that kept you busy i'm available and now you don't so (laughs) people uh,
7: keep asking me for
1: coffee like do you have time i was
7: like that's about all i have right now (laughs) and and here's my favorite story thus far so on the day everything happened we were at um, my kid's family fun night and real quick what's a kid's family fun night it's where you take your kids, and they have family fun,
4: and it's at night. Yeah.
7: <laughs> is it, is it Hollywood? It's so well described in the title.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it, it is a pretty adequately titled outing. It's a full
7: event that you take your kids to if you're a good parent. And so the guy making the balloon animals, who had like a bunch of crazy balloons all over his body, looked at me and was like, hey, I love your books. And then he got quiet, and he goes, Sorry about today, man. Good luck in the future. And I thought, I just got pitied by a balloon animal guy. Awesome. Which I swore on my grandfather's grave I would never do, and yet here I am.
3: So, Jesse, are you familiar with what a balloon animal is?
7: Yeah. Yeah. It's an animal of balloon. Ah. You got. You guys are blowing my
3: mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a fun night with the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
7: I'm honored to be here. I send Smitty's
1: best best love. <laughs> um. So what we're thinking, we're having to feel this out because I'm I'm still on sabbatical. I'm just I'm poking my head up and then I go away again. So starting next week, listeners, uh, John will sit in with the team for the show, and uh, our goal is to do it. You know, every week, but sometimes, you know, travel or different things will prevent it. But but mm-hmm. John's part of the, the, the crew now. And this is exciting. We're gonna have yeah, a lot of fun. It because is. Yeah, I'm going to
0: start a sabbatical next week now that John's on. Oh, good. <laughs> so.
2: oh, <it's> like wrestling. <laughs> oh, so we're
0: we're going to have a rotating sabbatical. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, there's always somebody in the Nashville chair and there's always somebody in the sabbatical chair.
1: So so, uh, John, um, uh, two things I want to make sure we cover your love language. Oh, yeah. Okay. Three things. We want. What is your love language?
4: Your spirit animal. Gifts of physical touch. Oh, (laughs) he's (laughs) double dipping. Well, John, John, I had let everyone know earlier that I go into every relationship assuming that it's physical touch
7: <laughs> yeah. until, it's like innocent until proven guilty right. no, exactly uh, I, I feel that's the safest one just to go into a relationship with no there's a guy John Chris who's a comedian he does a whole bit about that and he that that line always always kills me the idea of a gift of physical touch
1: <laughs> so okay that was one two um, g- g- <coughs> can you give us a, a version of what you're doing now and all this stuff kind of do an update because what happened with that whole Clark Howard thing <laughs>
2: <laughs>
7: yeah, you know what it was? I hated his glasses, uh, and I felt like it. So he, you know what it was? He had those transition glasses
4: that turn into sunglasses, and I think they're cocky. Yeah, you
2: can't, you can't do that. Yeah, what
4: are you trying? To, you look like 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 a '70s tough guy with those
1: people. What people know is that you are you were a, a blogger and humorist and writer, and then you joined a large organization that uh you wrote books and you ha- started to have events and you recently had a new york times bestseller and then all of a sudden out of left field it was like and john acuff's no longer with this organization and your name john goes to a broken url sort of a thing yeah. and like everybody went wait what and that's why balloon animal people are consoling you because everybody's right. concerned yeah and, yeah. uh, and now, I mean, you're re-emerging on our podcast, so I mean it's... Uh... I
7: hate to say like a phoenix, but like a
1: phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a splash pad with my kids when
3: I found out. Were really? you really? I was sitting at... People remember where they oh, were. I was John. sitting at the Winter Park... <laughs> I was sitting at the Winter Park splash pad, and your Twitter comes up, and it's like, read my Facebook uh, post, and it was just this really kind but un... F- fulfilling
2: <laughs> is that okay just laying it all out there like
3: okay well that
1: answers nothing but good for him God bless him so, I was like that
7: was the best way to answer nothing
1: um, <laughs> my phone blew up like is John okay did did you hear what happened to John and I was like I don't know so anyway is there any version Not. I'm not asking for what happened is there any version of an update that you can offer uh, yeah listeners? I
7: guess I think the thing I'd say is that you know we had uh we, we had great discussions and it was a great place to work. And there was things I wanted to do outside of the company. And, um, you know, for, for my, on my end, it was, it was, I felt like it was unfair to say, Hey, I want to try to grow my own thing, but with your resources, your team, your money. Um, and Dave was great to me for three years. And so was that organization, but I really, I, I really want to try it on my own. I, I've written books about, you know, trying it on your own for, for three years and, I wanted to give that a try. And so people have asked like, well, what's the scandal? And like, you know, did you do it for money or platform? And I'm always like, if you think not having blogs is a platform move, you are an idiot, sir. You know? So it was after a while we we felt like, you know, it was time for us to try it on our own. and, And so that's what we did. And so, you know, it's funny. People keep coming up to me going, should we still do financial peace university? (laughs) Like they're they're like, should we get credit cards now? And loans? Like what should we do? They're
4: tearing up their envelopes. Yeah. Yeah,
7: I want to say like, no, like they do, they still do great stuff. So, you know, hopefully that's, that'll continue to be what you hear from me is that I still believe in the stuff they do. I still have friends there. Um, you know, it was, it was a difficult situation, I think for both sides and, and now we're going to do stuff on
3: our own. And, um, like what? You know, can, you, can you foreshadow? Like sign up for credit cards all over the place. All you over, got, just, you got, you're got, you getting cash back all over. I'm getting
7: points like crazy. Oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mad, mad payday loans. It's so much
3: easier because if you buy it on credit card, you don't have to pay it back.
7: It's free money is what it is. <laughs> right. um, I got a TV I'm running for Magic Johnson at Center. a center Baller. Cool. Um, no, so I'll be writing books. I'm helping my wife with her book. She's writing a book. Um, I'll be speaking a ton. Like and I thought about working at a coffee shop. We're um, doing something like that. Um, so I don't, I don't know what else I'm going to do. But, yeah, I, bu- I built a new blog, Acuff.me, and, so, and I'm going to teach a class on public speaking. And so there's just so much opportunity in the marketplace right now. We talked about that. I mean, that's, that's the whole growth of online versus print. And so that, that's what we're doing. I I'm probably will never have a building. I might get a virtual assistant, but yeah, we're just trying to figure it out. I wish it was sexier. When I say it out loud, it sounds boring.
2: A- so acuff that's
1: pretty me sexy. is acuff me. Are you turning yourself into a verb to Cuff me? Yeah. To that, what?
4: That was the one that was available. Um, it was the most self-explanatory URL, much like the the font. I kid felt night.
7: like one word. Um, but you can't find me on Google right now, and you can find my cousin. Uh, or my distant relative who is in the Olympics and also in a men's magazine that rhymes with hey boy. So it's, <laughs> it's difficult for people to google me right now, but I, you know, we'll return on the google. Jenny and I are in a great place and so yeah, I, I you know, had an awesome 3 years, proud to be part of that. I hope that the next guy that gets to do something like me does that and you know, the re- the reason I hit the New York Times is cuz I had a guy that had 7 million listeners that said, "Hey, you should buy this book." So, I, by no means do I think like, well, I built myself. It's time to be myself. You know, I'd love to grow a beard. I thought this would be no shave November. My wife would say it'd be no makeout November. And I was like, and shaving.
1: <laughs> so, you can, you can grow a beard. Looking at your clean, nice picture, I, I don't get the beardy impression from you.
7: I feel like, like I can grow a mustache that would embarrass all other mustaches on the planet. But and and I'm I'm wondering why you don't have one. If my wife went out of town for a month, I don't know where she'd go. But if she went out of town for a month, I would probably grow a mustache. Um, And then when I got my brother has a mustache and everybody calls him Pirate John because he looks like me. Only like a
4: pirate. Like, like a little, a he, disguise? he also he also was in an accident, only has one eye and has an eye patch. Which <laughs> you should reference. He has a wooden leg, but I don't you know <laughs> yeah. yeah. The peg leg helps with the nickname too. They don't yeah. call
7: it peg leg, Jesse. That's that's uh discriminatory.
4: Right. Yeah. Oh, my, 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 I've once again offended the peg-legged. They call it wood on the go, okay? <laughs> That's a demographic I am constantly crossing. My apologies once again. <laughs> well,
7: my mime groups are who I cross because they can't say anything back um, <laughs> until they do. And I did a mime joke in an event and somebody uh, that runs the largest group of mines in the country came up after. And then I did an Amish joke at my event. Wait, wait, hold on. What was the joke?
3: <laughs> yeah, they just stared at you. The mime well, the group. joke
4: is that like... <laughs> They wrapped you up with an invisible lasso.
7: Yeah, they put me in a box. I couldn't see, but nor could I escape.
1: So, so yeah, we've done. We, we found that it's easy to offend uh, a lot of people on the podcast. The one, the one group of people that we have made jokes about, we've never caught flack platform is the Amish because they have no clue about it.
3: John, I will tell you, my first week on uh, the podcast, I was very nervous, and you know, you get nervous. Well, you, maybe you don't do this, but when I get nervous, I start to say weird things, <laughs> and uh, I started just doing a riff on Asians. And it wasn't, whoa, whoa. It was, it wasn't derogatory, <laughs> but it all. wasn't altogether acceptable. But was one of those and positive riffs that people always do? Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so,
4: it's, like, it's like, you know when you t- start talking about like a minority, just kind of riffing?
3: Riffing on... They call it a
7: compliment riff, but go on. Right.
3: And so basically, you know, Chad just stops recording the show, and I just <laughs> pull back from the microphone and my world crashed around me. It was like, what have I done? And I texted Chad, and I'm like, hey, hey, can you take all the Asian stuff out? And he We're did like, That like, was fine. No, nope. So you're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah.
4: All, all that to say is just veer away from the Asian racial comedy. I'm crossing out jokes right now.
1: So, the last thing I want to cover real quick <laughs> is uh,
3: <laughs> racial slurs. <laughs>
1: hey, man,
3: I just want
7: to point out basically what you said is you know how it is when you get nervous and you make racial slurs. Right. <laughs> no, I, that, I actually, you know, I don't, you know how I don't it goes. Know
3: you know how it goes when you're when you're on a podcast with 250,000 people and you start saying junk.
4: My by, by <laughs> default, that situation is to go racial. <laughs>
7: <laughs> it's a football player in. I saw he said, uh, his
4: quote was, we're just trying to
7: weather the storm. And I wanted to be like, the storm of your racism? You're the victim there. Okay, got it got it
1: that is a horrible listen it's
4: pretty hard being a bigot these days i'm just gonna have to weather this (laughs) thing
7: people are (laughs) cracking down on us it's just it's the worst
4: yeah since when did open racism and bigotry become such a big deal
7: (laughs) (laughs) yeah bigot rights have taken such a hit (laughs) well and one of his comment and one of his teammates his comment was he's a good guy i don't think he did anything that he doesn't do on a regular basis and i was like that's support
3: that's probably why he's a terrible person
1: so um while while we have you here to give a little foreshadowing to the listeners about like kind of what what is it that john acuff's gonna bring to the podcast crew you know i mean it's not just sitting around you know farting around joking around you're gonna you you gotta bring something to the table you know
7: yeah well i think one number one heart um a lot of people say i have what they call moxie
1: yeah you do (laughs) clear eyes full
3: hearts can't lose
7: yeah, exactly. Like a don't give upness. I think improved
3: um, race relations might
1: be nice.
7: I've already <laughs> brought less Asian jokes than the last guy. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I, uh, you know, yesterday we were talking and you, you threw a couple of ideas of kind of actual like segments or content things that we should we should do. I haven't told Chad, I haven't told the team, so uh, lob a couple of them. You, you had the, the the reviews thing.
7: Yeah, I thought it'd be fun. I like to find just ridiculous one-star reviews on Amazon. Like, (laughs) I found one yesterday, and it was Despicable Me 2, and the guy said he hated the movie because the love story between Gru and the girl wasn't believable. And I thought, if you went to
4: Despicable... Me too for the love story. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my favorite part of that is that there's somewhere there's a dude who like popped that DVD in it, and, and while he's watching is like, I cannot wait to get to my computer to what, write an Amazon one star review about this crappy love story.
7: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to blow it up. He, like, he, he was really like, I just didn't feel that group cared about her, you know? Like it just wasn't it wasn't there. Like when he brought out the shrink ray, there wasn't love there. There just there just wasn't, and so I thought that'd be a funny segment, yeah. and I'd also like to do a segment where it's, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we take real questions from real listeners who are like, hey, my career's not happening, and we give, like, the most awesome career advice ever. Um, I think that would be helpful because I think a lot of your audience is like, "Hey, I don't want to be a customer, call a rep." Or do, do you, you actually know?
3: want us to be a part of that, or is that you don't want? You I think
7: so. I think because then I can say, "No, that's not right." Let me please, fix that. yeah. Please, Mark. Us, let's hear uh, what's not to do.
3: Yeah, Here's <laughs> yeah. Jesse, Hetty, you go first, <laughs> and then <laughs> giving, I'll follow. Yeah,
4: g- giving shows a physical display of affection. It's just getting me nowhere in this yeah. balloon animal shop.
3: Je- Jesse and I are <laughs> Jesse- <laughs> 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 families. I'll be honest. They seem kind
4: of creeped out well, what do i do
3: yeah because jesse and i are starting we're actually co-authoring a book called start quitting and it's basically about just just kind of ending things and just kind of letting the kids feed yeah, just themselves burn, it's, and,
4: it's kind of about like burning bridges and yeah just not looking back you know a lot of it a lot of uh, uh eddie's asian jokes are in there
3: yeah that's the whole chapter first two chapters i yeah. think
7: that's i think that's good i'd also like to the my favorite time i was on the guy doesn't work there anymore he was short and kind of like he liked fancy movies where like the one with Brad Pitt, where it's just like a scene of earth for like an hour and a half.
1: Short
3: and yeah. fancy
7: movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ted, Terrence Malick We films. have a short tolerance.
1: Yes. We have very small tolerance for uh, fancy movie snobbery. Right. So,
7: well, so I think that would be fun. Like, I think like, a uh, a, a discussion of snobby things that are releasing. Oh. Um, like I saw a new movie and this was the description. It, uh, it says that once again, it leapfrogs over earthbound filmmakers. Well, oh. Wow. What
4: was it for Gravity?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, Jesse. Wow, I like it. I like all that. That's good. I like the, I like the people calling in, interacting with the, the listeners. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. I, we'll do that. I
7: think we should do something called Quit That where we take things that people are doing online and encourage them to quit that. Yeah. Um, for instance, I don't like when people retweet compliments people have given them. Oh, like where out. somebody tweets, I just went to your thing and it changed my life. And then you retweet the whole thing and then put slash slash thank you. Just tell them thank you. Right. You don't need to retweet the whole thing. Right. Like, that's like being at a party and somebody goes, I like your shoes. And you stand up and go, everybody, this guy, <laughs> likes my <laughs> shoes. And then be like, thank you. Another one I'd say, for the segment of quit that is i have friends that will do you know, instagrams or tweets of other people's quotes and not give them credit and that's,
2: that's not yeah, good.
4: that's pretty that's pretty mad as that's a person
1: bad. who comes up with the quotes that i would yeah. see that would why that anger you try Hold
3: to on. not follow me then john <laughs> you don't and let's just keep it that way I and mean, then it'd be cool for us to just stay in our own worlds <laughs>
7: You're not you're not stealing any of my quotes because none of them are Asian. You
3: know <laughs> this this is Asian compliments. Asian compliments. All Asian compliments. <laughs>
7: so I think quit that. We should do that as a yeah, series because
1: like there's Absolutely, enough. absolutely. I like it. All right. Well, John, we are excited to welcome you to the team. And uh, next week, uh, listeners, you can expect John to be in for the whole thing. He'll bring a slice. Everything. Oh. The whole. He's all in, man. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. You're listening to The Moth and the Flame. It's not going to end well. The, so- <laughs> <laughs> the song is sorry. <laughs> is the sorry? I guess a, the, it's, just <laughs> it's from the perspective of the flame, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Or
4: the person that lit the, fl- the flame.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Steph, so for your feedback. Last week, the crew asked you what album from 10 years ago still holds up today. 10 years ago being 2003. Yeah. Ooh, it was a 10-year anniversary I, as a whoa, great whoa, whoa, whoa. era. a great I, era for indie pop. Indie
3: I thought pop. so too, yeah. but there were some remarkable albums in 2003. Yeah, that's the Garden yeah. State era.
4: And, and there was a lot of
1: feedback. The shins yeah, and stuff like that. Well, and I got, Okay, let me say yeah. this. It's a bad era for hip-hop. It was the end of the bad era for hip-hop because 04 is when Kanye hit, mm-hmm. but from like 98 to 2003 was awful. Except- But indie pop. Yeah. You know what came out in 03? What? The Black Album. Oh, but that was it. But see, but that the whole rest of the year was. junk. Yeah, that was still f-
4: sort of the, the cusp of like the. It was Kanye. DMX
1: and Ja Rule and Young Money and all that <laughs> stuff. It was awful, yeah. awful hip hop. But it was the you Garden right. State era. It was the Shins yeah. and like all that stuff. Elliot Smith and Elliot Goulding and and, and, and Elliot Gould
4: Vagoda He was Ava Vagoda was
1: was only eighty two years old. <laughs> he was a young man, you
3: know.
4: He was in his prime. yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true. It was actually a, relevant. Came out no three, mm-hmm. so I remember you know that era well. Obviously, but what did, what did the listeners say?
4: There was a lot of really good feedback, Matt. Um uh, Civis on the uh, Relevant Podcast page, he named a couple of uh, the album from Brand New that came out, Copeland's Beneath the Medicine Tree, and the Sufjan Steven album uh, Michigan. All three of those fantastic albums. I think the Sufjan Steven holds up the best, that mm-hmm. it still sounds cool. The other ones, Copeland and Brand New, are, were really cool albums, but they do sound a bit dated. Uh, when you listen to it, you can tell what era they're from. They're still good. But and Stevens definitely still holds up and sounds fresh.
0: I saw a lot of people post uh, Switchfoot's beautiful Letdown album. It was a great yeah, album. Like that that one still holds and up, too. It holds up, yeah.
4: Uh, I saw the format, uh, Interventions and Lullabies, which is pre-fun, fun, which still had that kind of fun sound. and uh, They put out uh, a couple good albums. But yeah, the format was a, was a great album from 10 years ago. Uh, uh, Elephant by the White Stripes
3: oh yeah that was a, good it's a great album
4: here's one i didn't realize this was 10 years ago was the postal service give up yeah which was a, a breakout album i mean you know to this day is still a, a kind of a classic album from that era uh damien rice oh uh douglas hogan put, posted that that was a good album
0: it's one of my favorite albums of all time
1: oh that is a fantastic album it's a that it is seriously it's one of the best albums ever <laughs> somebody tweeted uh
3: weird al yankovic poodle hat <laughs> Holds up.
4: That's 10 years ago? (laughs) (laughs) I
3: cannot believe it. Yes, that was Brandon Early. It was
1: so funny. (laughs) Poodle hat. All right, that'll do it for last week's feedback. (laughs) It's time for this week's...
2: Editorial question of the
1: week. Well, you know, the big news on today's show was that... Uh, the podcast family is expanding. You guys met the newest member, John Acuff. Uh, he, he threw out a few ideas of, of segments, you know, some things he's going to bring, some new flavor for the show. We thought, hey, it's a good time. You guys can tell us what segments would you like John Acuff and the crew to add or bring now that he's joining the, the cast. So head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Hit us up on Twitter at podcast. Or on our Facebook page, and tell us ideas for segments for John Acuff and the crew. I got a
3: segment idea already. Do just it. kind of top, top of the dome. Top of
1: the dome. Yeah. Um,
3: John, do you? Uh, it'll be called John. Do you think I'm funny? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I just ask John if he thinks I'm funny yet, and then he says no, and I say, "Well, we'll play again next week." John, do you think I'm funny? It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I can't wait. It's good stuff.
1: This is gonna be a real hurtful. People game. remember where they were the first time they heard. The segment
4: John. by the way did you say you are someplace called splash pad <laughs> yeah <Probably> like <laughs> as if we don't know what splash pad is
1: well no, it, it is, is a splash, splash pad. pad, Jesse. Every park in a America. A lot of people understand these. words. <laughs> <laughs> like basically, I
3: think what you're missing out is just the understanding. Like it's, you put them together and it forms a thought. Have you,
1: you know, like like public city parks that have splash parks in them, they'll have fountains for the kids to run around in? That's a splash pad.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was unaware of the term. But, Eddie, <laughs> You were splashing around. I was, got it got
3: was them. just me in a bathing suit and a bunch of nine year olds on a, a just lily pad <laughs> running around, and all of a sudden, because
4: it makes total sense now that you explain yeah, it, Yeah,
3: everybody just started screaming. Like, oh my How God. could I have Acuff,
4: possibly confused that?
3: Acuff's leaving Clark Howard. Everybody was running around. What's happening?
4: I'm uh, never
2: yeah, ever so, not so real quick, John,
4: we're going to talk. We are going we got a brand new segment where we want you to vent about Clark Howard. <laughs> 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 Let's get Clark smart. Let's hear it. Let it all smart. out. Yes. What's your least favorite thing about Clark Howard?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Alright, so hit us up. Let us know what segments we should add to the show. Um... <laughs> I love it.
3: Get Clark smart. I am so proud of you. Guys,
0: this was fun. It was fun having you back. It was
3: great having you back, man. Um, We're
0: looking forward to the full-time return
1: of Cameron Stray. Yeah. Yeah. Do
4: do, do you know when when you're going to make the the full-time jump back in?
1: I have no idea. Probably next week. This or... this we- yeah. <laughs> this week this week was like me dipping the toe back in the pool. You know, mm. I uh, it
4: was like it was like jumping back into the splash pad at Winter Park.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so like two, I came in the office two days and and yes, yes. uh, met with you know leaders on the team for a few hours and got caught up and we started talk. You know, we're working on some next wave stuff and some new launches and some things we're working on for next year and just re engaging in some level and keeping margin so you know I can. Um, take home to school and pick him up and not have to work the four full work days and stuff like that and I think I'll ride I I'm in, I enjoyed it I've enjoyed it and so um, it's it's great to be able to focus on something else something that brings you alive and something that you know we can create and I'm excited about it and so yeah I'm doing that now and and just kind of like seeing how that goes and my thought is maybe in a few weeks or a month I'll come back pretty much full time and uh, the podcast, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about the podcast, but this was fun. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Sooner mm-hmm. or later. He could be next week. Before I die, hopefully, yeah. I'll <laughs> be back on the podcast.
4: Let's hope, it, let's hope it's before you die.
1: <laughs> Everybody hurts. <laughs> so, this is awesome. Sometimes. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I am Eddie Kuffeltz. I'm Jesse Carey. For Tyler Huckabee and John Acuff, our national correspondents. Oh, yeah. All the Nashville breaking news. Those guys are covering it.
2: That's
3: just in. Guy released a demo. <laughs> Look, sir. Story 11 gets a seven-album seven, <laughs> seven <album> deal. <laughs> Music is terrible. Nobody cares.
4: <laughs> this is the city where dreams come to die. <laughs> we'll see you next
2: week. All the kids <laughs> are throwing sticks. The test of the times A test of-
0: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out RelevantMagazine.com.
4: Giving shows a physical display of affection. It's just getting me nowhere in this balloon animal job.